drawn. You give but little when you give of your possessions. It is when you give of yourself that you truly give. For what are your possessions but things you keep and guard for fear you may need them tomorrow? And tomorrow, what shall tomorrow bring to the overprudent dog burying bones in the trackless sand as he follows the pilgrims to the holy city? And what is fear of need but need itself? Is not dread of thirst when your well is full, the thirst that is unquenchable? There are those who give little of the much which they have, and they give it for recognition and their hidden desire to make their gifts unwholesome. And there are those who have little and give it all. These are the believers in life and the bounty of life, and their coffer is never empty. There are those who give with joy, and that joy is their reward. And there are those who give with pain, and that pain is their baptism. And there are those who give and not and know not pain in giving, nor do they seek joy, nor give with mindfulness of virtue. They give as in yonder valley the myrtle breathes its fragrance into space. Through the hands of such as these God speaks, and from behind their eyes he smiles upon the earth. It is well to give when asked, but it is better to give unasked, through understanding and to the open-handed, the search for one who shall receive is joy greater than giving. And is there aught you would withhold? All you have shall, all you have shall someday be given. Therefore, give now, that the season of giving may be yours and not your inheritors. You often say, I would give, but only to the deserving. The trees in your orchard say not so, nor, nor the flocks in your pasture. They give that they may live, for to withhold is to perish. Surely he who is worthy to receive his days and his nights is worthy of all else from you. And he who has deserved to drink from the ocean of life deserves to fill his cup from your little stream. For in light, truth, it is life that gives unto life, while you, who deem yourself a giver, are but a witness. And you receivers, and you are all receivers, assume no weight of gratitude, lest you lay a yoke upon yourself and upon him who gives. Rather, rise together with the giver on his gifts as on wings. For to be over-mindful of your debt is to doubt his generosity who has the free-hearted earth for mother and God for father. Okay, thank you, Michelle. That's fantastic. Thank you, everybody. Hey, I, you know, I really appreciate everybody that shared that. Um, I just want to say, I think it's interesting, just one little thought to end with in this bit. I think it's interesting that one of the themes of this decade has been the merging of gender identities. And... Maybe I think that that could be evidence that humanity is becoming less dualistic in its thinking. You know, in the old days, boys were dressed 
uh, boys were boys and they were dressed in blue with stereotype jobs and occupations. You know, girls were in pink with the same stereotypical activities attached to them. And nowadays, I think this is breaking down as gender becomes less binary. There's more of a field approach to it, a field approach, a spectrum. And I think it's no coincidence that the LGBTQ symbol is a rainbow. This is, I think, the lessening of fixity. I think it's a sign of more inclusive attitude, and that includes transgendering and sexual orientation. You know, Richard Raw's famous expression uh, from his book, Everything Belongs, I think encompasses it. A non-dualistic view emphasizes that everything belongs, and that, that makes people safe about declaring who they feel themselves to be, despite whichever box that they've been put in. And I think that relates to mothering too. The birthing of things and the caring for things, which have traditionally been put down to women, now includes men too. And I think women are more able to take on identities that were once the preserve of men, like serving in combat roles in the military. And I think everything belongs again. And so I think we have to open up to concepts of motherhood that include the whole range of sexual expression. Here at the chapel, we represent and we wish we could encourage such inclusivity right around the world. So let's pray. So in prayer, we give our hearts, we give ourselves, we give our will, we give our intentions into the universe. And we do pray for children everywhere, young people. We pray for mothers everywhere, fathers everywhere. We pray for that spirit of care and love. We pray for it to be in our leaders, in those who organize, in families, in communities. We pray that that love, that giving with no expectation of return, would become a standard in terms of our schools, the teaching. We hold those who are grieving today for whatever reason, particularly relating to Mother's Day. We pray for those who are homeless, friendless, motherless, people who are hungry, people in war zones, people isolated, people persecuted. We pray for our world. And we particularly think of those in our community who are suffering. We think of Mimi Schlumberger, still battling with cancer, Cindy Van Der Veer, Taylor Patterson, Helen Gotchi, George Brewster, CP's brother, struggling with cancer, Cody Davis, recovering from back surgery, Dan and Judy Leffler, Franklin family suffering the loss of Shelley's beloved stepfather. The family of Borkild Haran, Eva Lumley's mother. The family of Jean Yates, Susan Wampler's father, who died recently. 
and all of us holding the family of Tyler Ribbage as well. Just offer, Lord, our hearts to you, to the world, to that universal mind for healing. Amen.